welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I am so pleased to have Lee Smith today. Lee and I met in Dallas at Speakers Playhouse Live. If you don't know Speakers Playhouse, it is every Thursday at 1230 Central for an hour and a half, and they hashtag it the best 90 minutes of your week. And the fun thing is I've met amazing people in there. If you have a passion and you want to talk about something, it's a place to talk about it. If you want to learn from other people, it's a place to learn. There's all kinds of cool stuff happening there. But I met Lee in person, which was so fun because so many people I know online, but I don't know in person. And I think actually, Lee, I met you in person before I met you online. Yes, yes. I knew I knew you a little bit. I had heard your name. They were like, Jennifer Takagi. I'm like, okay, wait, how do you say that last name? <laughs> yeah, I, and Lee's I name really is got spelled... to meet you in person. Yes. <laughs> and Lee's name is spelled L-Y. So it's like, how do you say Lee? Like, how do you pronounce that? So we both have special names. We do. We do. Yes. And I love, I love playing with my name to say, you know, yes, it's Lee, not lie. And think differently. And you'll always remember that I do spell it differently. So it's always great fun. I I love that. And and mine people like Siri consistently oh repeat calls it Takagi instead of Takagi, which offends my husband. I married the name, so like I'm not offended by that. But it was kind of funny because I was calling the hotel, driving to Dallas. Like I just hit call hotel. I was driving safely with, you know, hands free. And their automated system couldn't find me. And I was like, Jennifer Takagi, they couldn't get that. They finally get me through to a person. I spell it. The guy goes, I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have a reservation for you. And I said, but you do. Like I'm a Bonvoy Marriott rewards member. I have a reservation. And he goes, oh, wait, here it is. Takagi. And I went, is that spelled T-A-K-A-G-I? And he said, yes. I spelled it for him. But when he saw it, he was seeing in his head Takagi instead of Takagi. So he still didn't find the reservation until he finally did. It was very interesting dynamic, which again, find my reservation, not going to be offended. Right. (laughs) There. So Lee and I met at this live in-person event, Speakers Playhouse Live. There's another one coming up in New Orleans in June. And so we connected and I get this message from Lee and she was like, Hey, I'm doing a five day challenge. If you have any interest, you know, join. So in my head, we're now in the same world. We're still running in the same circle at this point. And my first thought was, yeah, I'll probably pick something up, but I really want to be there to support Lee. So I clicked a button and I said, Hey Lee, yeah, I would love to join. And she goes, awesome. Here's your 
commitment letter that you need to sign and return to me. What? Like, I was just kind of going to be supportive. Okay, let me look at this commitment letter. Well, immediately I see I'm going to miss one class. So I send her a message and I said, okay, I don't know if I can still play with you because I have to miss this one session. She said, do you commit to doing the homework and showing up other than that? And I said, yes. Well, lo and behold, the next day I had a conflict too, but I watched all the replays. I showed up when I could. I participated as best I could. And I have to say, it was really, um, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go so far as say life-changing experience, uh, experience, but it was a business life changing experience because the way Lee presented the information was amazing. It is called uh, Own Your Stage with Confidence. Is that the challenge? Do I have that right? I do. Yes. Own Your Stage with Confidence five-day challenge. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking she's going to give me guidance on stepping on the stage. And I obviously do a lot of speaking. I'm on the podcast. If nothing else, I am on the podcast every week. And I thought, yeah, I'll learn something new. This will be good. But that's not what I got out of it. It was so much more. So Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you created this challenge and your uniquely different selling proposition on sharing your information because it's just brilliant. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor to spend time with you because every time we do, we have so much fun together. That was just the immediate kickoff in Dallas. And I love being able to continue our relationship. And with the Own Your Stage with Confidence Challenge, I have been a speaker since I was eight years old. And when I began at eight years old, it wasn't because I wanted to be a speaker. At that time, I was a super confident reader. And I loved the opportunity to read aloud in my class and my reading group. And it just so happened that at my weekly Bible school education, the teacher said, oh, you're such a great reader, Lee. Would you read the scriptures at an upcoming church service? And I said, yes, because as our mentor, Kimberly Crow says, when someone hands you the mic, you say yes. Now, of course, this wasn't a microphone per se, but it was an opportunity. And I didn't have any stage fright or because it wasn't part of my vocabulary. So it wasn't part of my experience, even though I got up as a little eight-year-old in front of over 300 people. And what I saw, what I experienced was smiling faces. Now, as an adult, I know better that these adults were looking at this adorable little eight-year-old, dare I say, who was reading the scriptures and articulating every word so clearly, all that good stuff. And that was great, sure. The magic for me happened when I walked away from the sanctuary and I had this little shiver move through my body. And I remember thinking, what is that feeling? And how do I get more of that? So I became a little girl who would raise her hand to get in front of the classroom to when only, only when I had an idea to share or a thought or an answer, something like that, because it wasn't about being the center of attention. That's so not who I am. And it wasn't about being a know-it-all because believe me, there were plenty of times I would shrink in my seat thinking, don't ask me, don't call on me because I didn't know the answer. But when I did have something to share, I wanted that opportunity. And when I got into high school, 
continuing on in public speaking. I was very active with my youth ministry. So I spoke in front of 500 up to 1500 fellow teenagers. And again, poured on messages because by then I had overcome depression, got through that bout, suicide attempt, sexual abuse, so many different challenges and adversities, even just as a teenager. And I thought, if I can just bring hope and let them know that that little molehill that we keep turning into a mountain, it's just a molehill. And life does continue on and we can do that with joy and we can overcome. And when I was a junior in high school, that, that was when I learned that 70% of the population would rather face their death than an audience. And I thought, what? Oh, wait, I guess I'm the weird one <laughs> with that. Oh, wait, this means I have a gift. So how do I I'm take like you? Gift? Like, how can somebody want to die instead of grab a microphone? Okay. Ah, kindred spirits. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you're great. You're great. The speaker, the, 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 the joke is, you know, when it comes to the funeral, you know, most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. And I, I just love that. I just find that so, so humorous and I, and I get it. It's not for everybody, but if I have a gift, then how do I take this into the world? And I went on into college to pursue becoming a corporate motivational speaker. And I had everything lined up. I thought, okay, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to travel around the nation. I'm going to make that impact. I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to take just what I need to live on and then put the rest aside so that someday when I get married and someday when I become a mom, I can be the stay-at-home mom because that was a desire in my heart. I wanted to be the stay-at-home mom without being a financial burden to the family. And I thought, okay, I have everything lined up. Here we go. Well, the other joke is tell God your plans if you want to make him laugh. And oh boy, did he have a big laugh with me. And friends, that came in the form of a massive car accident. I fell asleep at the wheel. There's a long story behind that. I'll save that for another day. And I was in the hospital for 11 days and it took three months to recover and I had to learn how to walk again. And it was during that time of being stuck on the couch in my mom's apartment, moved back in with my mom. Oh, journey, <laughs> right? And so all I could do was read or watch TV. I don't sit still very well. And it just so happened, this tells you how far back this goes. I watched late night infomercials and Tony Robbins with his personal power was one of those infomercials. And that was my introduction to personal development. So yes, I got the personal power cassette tapes, if you remember those. And I listened <laughs> to that over and over. It was a 30 day program. And my thought was, who is this guy? What is he doing? And how do I get to do what he's doing? And let's fast forward. I did get married. I did become a mom and a stay at home mom. Financial situation was okay, even though I didn't build up that whole res reservoir. And my daughter's now 20. I, I do have a 27 year old son as well. And when my daughter was about to graduate, I was dealing with another massive bout of depression. Again, another story for another day, because the point that I want you to get is that I had down spiraled into that depression because I fully lost who I was. I lost my identity and it was in taking the climb out of that down spiral and figuring out what makes me happy and then reclaiming my joy. And part of that journey was joy whispering in my ear. Now that I'm here, what do you want to do with me? And I thought, 
I'm not sure. And then I heard this little laughter in the back of my mind. I thought, who is that? And it was my eight-year-old self, my eight-year-old inner child who said, remember that feeling? Let's go chase that feeling. We love speaking. Let's get out into the world and speak. And I thought, holy smokes, yes, that's right. I had stuck a pin in that while I was being the stay-at-home mom, which was great. But now it's take it's time. It's my time to take that pin out, to share my story, to share my message and take it out into the world. And I thought, I want to be the next thought leader. We have thought leaders like Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and Brenda Burchard and, and the powerful women in the world like Marie Forleo and Mel Robbins and, and a gal named Lauren Lahav. Amazing, amazing women. And I thought, I want to be the next person. I want to be that next person on stage and changing the world this way. And I started putting out messages in that direction. And then my audience came to me afterwards. We love your message. We love your energy. We really love the way you show up on stage, Lee. Can you coach me on speaking? Can you coach me that way? And that's not the type of coaching I was doing at that time. And I thought, well, I love speaking. I just never thought about teaching the way that I speak. And so I thought, well, I have to listen to my market, right? If you want to be successful, listen to your market. What do they want? And can you give them? what they want. And I, I started thinking through it and I thought, you know what? I believe I can. Let's play with this and see what happens. And so that's where I moved into creating the own your stage with confidence because I found, yes, they were speaking on stages like Jennifer's already been speaking, but maybe they're still struggling with that inner critic in their mind of like, oh, it's still just not good enough. I'm still not there yet. And that inner critic is just holding them back. And, and I thought, well, if I can help create breakthroughs with that inner critic, because we do have another voice and it's our empowering self. And this is where the confidence comes from. And this is where our affirmations work for us and say, you are unstoppable. You are powerful. You have a message that matters and your audience needs to hear that. And I thought, okay, if I can help my clients really tap into that, because confidence is about trusting yourself and leaning into who you are. And so that no matter what happens, if your tech falls out, if the AV stops working, if a speaker in front of you uses your content right before you go on to speak, true story, this just happened to me. You have the confidence to reorganize your thoughts and your content where you can still be impactful with, with your audience. So if I can pass that on, because confidence is a skill. It's not that, oh, here's your seed, oh, here's your nugget, or here's your bucket, or here's your overflow. That's not how it works. We might start with the seed and we can grow that and we can create massive fruit with this confidence. And that's what makes me different from other speaker coaches out there. As I tap the inside of you, where your confidence lies. I got in touch with my eight-year-old inner self and you have an inner child inside of you that wants to play that wants to come out and play. And whether it's speaking to inspire, speaking to motivate, speaking to train a team, speaking to, to teach, whatever it happens to be, I can help you get in touch with that inner self and then help you to shine wherever you want to take your message. I love that. And I love the piece about the confidence. I literally had a conversation with someone today and 
Like she was downtrodden. And I was like, but what did you ever do well before? Like, let's go back and let's like, oh, wait, you know, I, I did do that. I was good at that, which is so important. And people forget about like they leave that out. And I love that you wanted to reclaim your joy. Right. Let's step into it. Let's do it. Let's reclaim your joy. So in your five-day challenge, you did a lot of mindset work. And I thought that was really interesting that it, again, it wasn't, this is how you take the mic and step on the stage. It was, this is the pre-work you have to do. I teach for the great state of Oklahoma, um, a few select courses, and this one is a five week series once a week for an hour and a half and there's a powerpoint well they switched platforms and since i don't have the platform i just join as a guest i can't share a powerpoint so i have to upload the powerpoint to canva and present from there well luckily i know how to do that there is something awry (laughs) because i opened up the powerpoint And it went through all 42 slides in about three seconds. Oh my goodness. And I could never stop it. I like everything I tried, nothing would stop. Well, finally, we just have to get the class going. There are 90 people on live. We just, we have to go with it. They can't see me. All they can see is the PowerPoint and the chat. And I have the mic and now not even a PowerPoint. And I made the comment because these are all new supervisors or newer supervisors. I was like, people, this is going to happen. But I have confidence that you're still going to get value out of this because I've done it before and it went well. And even though you don't have a PowerPoint, we're going to just go. Okay, so let's just do this. So part of that, in my opinion, is like remembering what you did well, because you can conjure that up as easily, if not easier, then all the possibilities that that critic comes up with of what could go bad. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's knowing that, you know, your stuff, you know, your story because you lived it and you know your stuff because you've done the research, you've done the study, you've probably used it, implemented it on yourself. And now that gives you that place where you can teach it. And maybe you'll still continue learning on whatever that subject matter is, because as, as I teach every time I do my five day challenge, I'm learning something. I'm like, Ooh, this is where I can take it deeper. Ooh, this is where I can try this on me, see if it works. And then I, if it works, I want to take it to others. And if it doesn't work, I want to say, avoid this mistake. So there's always something that we can pass on. And so you're right, Jennifer, that confidence comes from knowing that we know what we know. And now there are speakers out there who do make the mistake of trying to tell something that is not true to them because they didn't live it. And my, my words to the wise with that is if you didn't love it, don't tell it. It's, it's not your thing to tell. And what you have lived is worthy of telling. There are, I have met a very small handful of speakers who they struggle with an their own imposter syndrome, which is like, who am I to be speaking? Who am I to be, who wants to listen to me? And they were thinking that specifically because, Hey, I had an amazing childhood. I grew up with incredibly loving parents. I didn't have a lot of traumatic experiences. 
So who's going to want to listen to my story? Because somewhere along the way, they did experience their own, what we call a hero's journey, where things are going great and then something bottoms out. And now they have to figure out how am I climbing out of this bottom and rising again? But maybe their childhood was great. And, and I say, then be, don't begin your journey. You know, don't begin your story with your childhood. You can, you can point to that. I'm one of the extremely lucky few who had an incredible childhood. And the story I want to share with you is, and then take us into that scene. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what, what we can do with our storytelling. And, and we don't have to, we don't have to have the perfect childhood, but we don't have to have the most dramatic childhood either. And, but our story is our story. So tell the one that you lived. And if it's, if your starting point is later, that's okay. You don't always have to go back to, well, when I was a kid, you know, it's, it's what is essential to what you want your audience to experience and walk away with. And when we can do that, that's where we'll be impactful and effective. And, and I love that Jennifer, that you also did another wonderful skill as a speaker, which is what we call calling out the elephant in the room. <laughs> well, did anybody catch those? What was it? 30 seconds. You said three or 30 seconds. Did anybody catch the slides? Yeah, me neither. You know what? We're just going to do things a little different today and visual, you know, maybe next time it'll be like visual learners. I'm really sorry to disappoint you because I did have something amazing prepared, but you know, we just got to roll with this because I'm still going to bring the value anyway. And for those who are like, but what if my audience is going to judge me? They may or may not. You have zero control over that. And when you can call out the elephant in the room and you own that, mm. I love it when a speaker says, I'm going to be writing some things here, but if I if I have some misspellings, will you still love me anyway? Because I, I did struggle with dyslexia as, as a kid. And so sometimes my, my words, my letters come out in a different order. And just calling that out, because now if I... That this isn't me. This is somebody that I saw writing it out. And now the letters are, you can't judge me on that because I already own that as part of me. So what's to judge? I already know this about myself and I still love myself anyway. And for me personally, my elephant in the room is I am not a perfect speaker. I love speaking, but that doesn't make me perfect. I do still say verbal fillers every once in a while. I will transpose my words sometimes and Sometimes I do go off on a tangent and I lose my way. I know that's a fear for some people. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, where was I? And either I will trace it back myself or I'll just say, can you drop in the chat? What was I talking about? And where are we? <laughs> and we just have fun with it. And the audience overall, they want you to win anyway. And so when you can recognize that, anything can happen and you can roll with it and they're still going to love you. Yeah, stuff. That piece of the audience wants you to win. I love, I just heard that recently a couple of years ago and every place I've ever been to speak kind of felt like a judgmental atmosphere anyway, not necessarily a loving place. Yeah. And I just did my, you know, doctor, um, what is her name? Um, Amelia Shepard on Grey's Anatomy and she put she was putting her she had her hands on her hips and her chest out and her chin up and she was in the washroom to scrub up to go do brain surgery and somebody mm -hmm. walked in and said what are you doing and she goes oh 
well, I have my two minutes of superhero pose before I go in there and literally cut their head off and get into their brain. And the other intern or resident or doctor, or whatever, that was sitting there went, oh, well, I want that too. And there is that, that aspect of, I'm going to own this room no matter what. I was going to do a talk one time and my girlfriend, we were on the phone while I was driving there and she goes, are you ready for your talk? And I said, well, not really, but it's going to be great. And she goes, how do you do that? And I said, well, like you say, I kind of know the material, so I think it'll be fine. And it was. Likewise, when you share your story, like a word to the wise that I'm going to throw out there so you can be wise quicker. You can't tell a story that makes you sob hysterically on stage. You can't tell a story that as you're telling it paralyzes you. You can emote, you can get teary, you can get choked up because it is your story. But there's something about having a space between the last piece of that event and today, because I've seen people, they wanted to use their story as their platform, which is perfect, but they were not healed from it. And if you're not healed from it, then it makes it really hard to step out and share it. And I, I watched one lady's talk and there were a couple things that would have made it easier for her. And one is a little more time. And number two is maybe you don't have to get quite so graphic. Mm. Like if you're getting so graphic that you're grossing the audience out. Yeah, you're yeah. yourself out like maybe you don't have you don't have to tell us how to build a clock to tell us what happened exactly <laughs> and on the trauma piece like I had a little bit of that too because I thought like I had a great childhood what am I gonna well obviously I've had plenty of things happen since then but somebody goes yeah you just have to call it out I'm talking little t here I'm not talking the big T. I'm talking the little tree, little T, because if something impacted you greatly and you were seven, but it wasn't like earth shattering on the scale of what's traumatic, that doesn't mean in that moment it wasn't traumatic to you. So I think we get really caught up in the judgmental aspect of what's traumatic because, you know, one thing may not be traumatic to you, but it is to me. It is super traumatic to me every single time. My husband walks in a room and says something and I'm not expecting it. Mm. And he'll go like, I live here. And I'm like, yes, yes, you do. But I didn't expect you to walk in at that moment. I'm just a jumpy kind of person. You know, you can make me scream easily. So blah, that's a lot. All right. So your speaking confidently with Lee is your Facebook group where people can get tips yes. all the time. We'll have that link in the in the show notes. But then your challenge is own your confidence or own your stage with confidence, a five-day challenge. And that starts, I'm going to say on April 10th. Is that April 10th? Yes, April 10th through the 14th. And that will be a, one hour each day. It's 11 a.m. to noon Pacific time. That's 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Central. So speaking in Jennifer's zone there <laughs> and what, what, first of all, who is this for? If you want to use speaking to grow your business or to just be able to get up on camera, 
if you are leading a team, hey, I'm a manager or I'm a mid-level executive, we have these weekly team meetings and I just feel like I botch it up every time or I'm just not as powerful and influential as I'd like to be. This comes from that inner certainty that there's a lack of confidence there. And it doesn't mean that you don't speak well. It's just, oh, you're not quite at that level where you want to be. And if you have a perfectionism problem, I will snap you out of that too, because we are not going for perfection. We're going for authentic, real, and yet still being effective. Then if you are someone who has the verbal fillers, because in the verbal fillers are those ums or ending everything with right, you know, you get what I'm saying? Those different types of things. So if you're saying ums and ahs all the time, or you feel like my hands are all over the place because I just talk with my hands and whether I'm an Italian or not, whatever it happens, my hands go all over the place. And then people are looking like, please don't hit me. All of those different things. These come from that lack of confidence. Again, doesn't mean you're not a great speaker. You have an amazing starting point, I would venture to guess. And if you want to take it to that next level, we do have to start with your confidence. And the Own Your Stage with Confidence 5-Day Challenge takes you through what I call my candy method. It's a five-step, so hey, five days. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? So that's candy. So yes, candy is clarity. It's affirmation, which is your self-talk. Necessity, creating a sense of urgency so that you get things done better and faster. Discipline. Discipline here, we look at your habits because I believe you have habits that serve you and habits that hold you back. And I want to amplify the habits that serve you. And then why is all about you. And I believe that you have three G's. You have genius, gifts, and greatness to give the world. And we tap a little bit into that. And from there, I share with you, what do the next steps of the journey look like if you were thinking, I am having too much fun. I want to keep this journey moving with you, Lee. And I just want to keep getting better and better each step of the way as a speaker, as a communicator, because this doesn't have to resonate with just public speaking. This can be communications in your relationships, communications in your community, communications with yourself. How's that self-talk with you? And let's, let's take all of that and let's optimize it. We're going to have fun along the way. I mean, Jennifer, did you have fun or was I just a, a whip cracker the whole time? Okay, so I just have to say, to be perfectly honest, not only did I have fun, not only did I identify some things that I want to either work on to improve or I want to work on to like continue like getting bigger and better at, but it was very pleasurable and I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would because again, I just thought I was being nice to join and I wouldn't have rearrange my podcast drop schedule to be able to interview you to get you on the first possible date of my podcast because I was so impressed with it. I want to share your message with my audience and other people too. So anyone listening and you hear this podcast and it looks interesting to you, please share it out. Share it with your friends and family. I have already reached out to one person who said, I was told if I don't get better at this networking thing in these some informal, some a little more formal meetings that I, I may not be promoted again. Like, and this is where I'll be. And I'm a little bit young to be in the same position for another how many ever years. 
I have another person I know who literally was asked to give a talk at their company conference. And it was so scary. He self-sabotaged until he wasn't working there when it came time for the conference because he wouldn't give the talk. So what would it be like for you if you knew not being able to speak with confidence was actually making you risk at all, whether it's in your business, in your career, or in your personal life? I just read a funny meme today. The therapist said, what if you shared with your husband um, how you felt about this? And the response was something very catty, very snarky. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And the therapist said, no, like <laughs> you can't say that kind of thing. So I just, I want to, you know, really shout out you, Lee, you do a great job with this and you do a great job of making it very simple to follow. It's not like so out there that I don't know what you're talking about, but I did leave away, leave with that takeaway of feeling more confident, more powerful and knowing what I want to keep working on. So it was a real pleasure for sure. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I, and I love that because everybody, like I said, they have a story, they have a message and there are people in the world right now praying for you to show up. And that and like Jennifer's story, it might be a supervisor. It might be a boss saying, Hey, and you know what? They wouldn't ask you of it if they didn't see it within you. And yes, if, again, if it's a communication and relationships or it's communications with a team or communications to grow your business, you owe it to yourself. You're so worthy of it to get out there and make it happen. And if there's any fear, if there's any limiting belief, if there's any self-doubt that you're like, oh, I just get so nervous. I don't know that I can do this. Another popular, popular response I get is, you know, what's your biggest, because my question is, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to public speaking? And they'll say, oh, I'm great one-on-one, Lee, but you put me in front of three or more people. Oh, I can help you with that too. Where again, you just get up there and sure, initially it'll still be like, oh, this is a little nerve wracking, but I feel that confidence growing and just get to a place where whatever stage it is, it, it's, it's home base for you. And that's where you get to have fun. And we have fun along the way. It's not scary along the way. It is fun along the way. And I have extra surprises coming and just more to offer because the more that I learn and develop as, as a speaker, they're like, oh, my people need to hear this. My people need to hear that. And then just to give a little touch back to the Facebook group, I do a video drop every Tuesday. It's three minutes because I know our attention spans are short. And so it's Talk Tuesday with Lee. And I want you to have the quick win. So I drop a little, a little problem and then I share my solution to it which is something that you can put into action. And when you use that piece properly, you'll see your confidence grow and you'll see your communication become more effective and you'll see people responding to you and want to hear you speaking more. And that's where those stage opportunities are going to come. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for your time, Lee, and sharing with the audience. And I'm going to have all the information in the show notes. And those of you who are listening to this on a phone, just know, I know on the phone, when you quit driving, you can stop and you can click the show notes. I'm just saying it happens. It's a thing. You can click it and I'll have the link to go straight to the Facebook group. So you can just click a link and you're there. Lee, parting words before we close out our interview. Oh, you know, when I started taking that pin out and started moving in the direction of my dreams, 
I discovered a mantra that has helped me every step of the way. And I want to share this and pass this on to you. And if you choose to use it for yourself, by all means, please do. That mantra is outside my comfort is my zone. So if it feels uncomfortable, own it, get into it, make things happen. You deserve it. And I just want to see you win. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. 